Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hello, and welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh, and today we are going to be surfing the grabby waves. And this is part one of a three-part series that I'll be doing, uh, not back-to-back. It takes a little bit to sort of get used to these types of shows, uh, but today we're going to look at what it's going to take to generate wealth. Uh, we're going to look at risk, and we're going to look at those triggers that we all have um, that get in the way of generating wealth. Uh, also, we're going to look at some of the past lives that pop up when we look at this energy and where we start getting really grabby with the waves. So sometimes we want stuff so bad that we get really grabby and we want the whole world, but we already have it. We already have the whole world already. So we have all the waves, whether we acknowledge it or not, and whether or not we have money or not, we have all the waves. And it's really hard to get there when you're in the middle of crisis or you're trying to get something accomplished. And usually the energy leads back to some sort of money issue or something to do about money. And so today we're not looking at whether or not money is Uh, right or wrong. Uh, What we're looking at is money as an energy. And so we might have more money today than we did in the past, or maybe we have less, but that doesn't mean that you'll never get more money either. So there's definitely a continuous flow of what happens in the money space. Um, And either the tide's going out or the tide's coming back in. (laughs) Like anything can happen and there's lots of possibilities. So in my examples in this show, when I use a number, I'm going to use the number five just to pick on the number five, uh, which in numerology is more like a party number, people having a good time. It's kind of happy. Um, and so I'm trying to use that particular number uh, just to keep it a little more neutral and um, not have it point back to being the first or the last or any of that. So hopefully um, it's a neutral space for you. So outside of meditation, I've barely said anything about money and I can feel just, oh, everybody's little feelers are going out right now. <laughs> it's like that ego is getting ready. It's already revving its engine. It's, you know, I've barely said a few words and uh, the ego is already saying, look at me, look at all the things we want. Um, but is that true? Is it current? Like what we want, is that the latest thing that we really want in present time today? So if you notice that you also have like an opposite reaction when I say the word money, (laughs) as if you don't care, um, you have to ask yourself, is that true as well? Like, do you really not care about it? And if that's true, that's great. Good for you. Um, And maybe if you don't care about it, what you want shows up faster. Maybe it works that way for you. Uh, What I have found in my surfing travels is that it's not the same for everyone. But the relationship we have with money and all the things it sort of points to and talks to, that that is part of our um, 
makeup as a spirit to play with that energy and to understand it. And we have all the access to it, to that energy, and we can uh, understand it, get involved with it or not as much as we would like. So there is a freedom with it too. And sometimes when we start working on money issues, we find other things like places where we're not um, using all of our freedom or we go straight to this conflict space or um, it's a way where we've been sort of separate from other people. So it does lead to other things. So while we'll start with money today, we'll see what happens for part two and three, kind of how far we can get today. So uh, some folks um, do really great at doing all the penny pinching and they feel fantastic when they say $5 uh, while others are just devastated and can only see what they're missing. Um, Maybe they're missing out on it and what they could have gotten for like 50 K as in $50,000. So then what I also noticed and why I'm using the number five is that there's definitely a difference between $5 and $5 billion, but there's definitely a uh, sort of strata of energy that's different at five dollars um, versus five billion. And if you play in uh, different realms of energy of how much you're paying your bills every month and w- what are those numbers look like? Are they in the tens of thousands? Are they in the millions? <laughs> are they in the five dollar range? So uh, you play in different energies because there's so many zeros after them whatever the numbers are. So you want to pay attention to how many other people are playing in that field. And so like we've done on surfing before, when we're doing these global healings, we go out on this energy grid around the planet and you can see all different types of healings happening and uh, who else is out there. Well, it's similar in this money space where you have a certain number of people playing in the millions of dollars and then you have other people playing in the billions of dollars. And what does that look like? What does that feel like? Is there more space for you to play in that field that you didn't notice before? Um, some folks are great at the thousands of dollars. Like they feel comfortable there. They're having a great time. Uh, there's a lot of money coming in and out all the time and it's no big deal. It, like doesn't affect them. Uh, but if you start pushing that person that's in the thousands of dollars into the billion dollar area, they might feel separate. They might feel alone. They might feel embarrassed. They might feel all these other things. So what we're trying to get to is what works for you. And it's taken me many years to figure it all out for myself. And I'm certainly not done, but um, we're going to do some work around this today. So let me get to another example. Um, another example might be is if you noticed um, that when you donate money to a cause, let's say $500, that you get bummed out that you didn't give 50K or $50,000. Like you feel deficient for not having enough to donate. So the energy goes in all directions. It's not just that you saved $5 over here. And then you donate $5 over there. It's like you can feel really bad depending on where you are on the spectrum of what you're doing with the money. So sometimes donating might feel fantastic to you, uh, but saving $5 feels weird. 
and, and vice versa. So it's very different for everybody. Um, and we all have our different sort of what I'm calling triggers, but different areas where we're not so comfortable in this money space. And why is that? Is it just um, a past life thing? Is it something you're working on this lifetime? Uh, does it have to do with how you were taught in the money space? Um, different experiences growing up? You know, where did it come from? And so today we actually aren't going to get into the analytical part of it. We're going to look at the energy first, and then you can analyze <laughs> as much as you'd like after the show. So it's easier to talk about the analytical part outside of meditation. But as you see with my examples, it's going to get harder and harder for me to even uh, continue. So you might notice, um, to get back to the donation example, is that people around you might have been shocked that you did donate $500. <laughs> so in the first place, other people around you might be like, oh my God, you gave $500? No, no big deal. I can't believe it. And uh, just that shock or that judgment or I can't believe you would do that. I mean, that can go so many ways. There's so many judgments behind that. Um, and it says something about your financial status to them or what they think about what that is. So, again, you might be feeling like, God, I didn't have $50,000 to donate. <laughs> or somebody else might say, oh, my God, I can't believe you did five hundred. Like, that's too much. So, the too much or too little is very... It's beyond subjective. It just uh, really depends on um, who's around you um, and kind of your background with all these different kinds of numbers, which I do have a show about the numbers. So if you're getting stuck on even the number five or when I say 50,000, it freaks you out. You can uh, do that um, meditation. Um, it's a couple shows back from this one. And that does help a lot to move the energy around of just the numbers by themselves. There's enough going on there all by itself. So I have another example. So sometimes if you're negotiating a salary raise and you actually get it, then after the aftermath of that is that you're pissed at yourself for not asking for more. <laughs> so it's like you can't win. You can't feel comfortable and excited that, wow, I negotiated this number for myself and it actually happened. That's fantastic. But instead, you don't feel that. You feel like, God, well, maybe I should have asked for more if they gave me that raise with that number. Maybe something else could have been possible. So, again, that ego is ready to go, ready to take you down after you just accomplished something that you thought was going to be difficult. Uh, and sometimes this sort of negotiating with your own self inside your head is happening right in the middle of an interview for a job. So before you even have the job, you're already fighting with yourself over a salary or a benefit package you may or may not get anyway and have no control over. <laughs> so again, that ego is like ready to go, ready to take you down over numbers and scenarios that may or may not even happen. And uh, you might have had success. Let's say you negotiated that raise. But it's like you can't have the success for some reason. So uh, these grabby waves show up everywhere, 
whether you're scrimping, you're saving, you're donating, or you're demanding. It doesn't matter if you're being shy or you're being courageous. Uh, these grabby waves comes, come with lots of judgments. Um, so let's take one, a couple more scenarios here. I was going to say one more, but I think I have a couple more. So uh, let's say you make a big wad of cash and you find out that it's so big that you can't tell anyone. You know, what is that like? That not being able to just tell whoever you want, like, oh my God, look what happened. <laughs> That's another death to the ego too. Because it's not that you wanted to show off, but you just might have to share with someone that, you know, some of this money stuff isn't a problem for you anymore or whatever. And, you know, having success with money is just as difficult as being completely broke. <laughs> so uh, that sounds very weird. And once we get into meditation, you'll see like you have different energy and pockets of these like money triggers all over your space, like even right now. And uh, you got to clear them out. And so um, I'll give you, I think this is my last example. There's, I don't want to light you guys up too much before we get into meditation. I just was trying to pick the easiest ones to hear first. So um, uh, another example could be a childhood friend um, and yourself um, might be talking and uh, there was a situation in my own life where a childhood friend and myself met uh, an old teacher of ours by accident and we were just sort of saying hello and, and talking about our lives. And my friend said all sorts of things about how great things were going and how accomplished, you know, him and his family and his kids are. And I just couldn't get there. I was completely silent. I just nodded and smiled and I just couldn't do it. And I wasn't trying to not say my life or that anything's going well on purpose. I just, I just shut down. And this has happened to me before, actually, in front of other peers, people I could clearly share the good stuff with. And I just, it's like I was hiding, but I don't know why. Um, the people that were sort of around me weren't being judgmental necessarily, but they were just asking like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know, how, what happened to you after college or what, what did you get involved with? Or, you know, what's, what are you doing for work these days? Like real simple questions. And I just shut it down. Like, I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, great. <laughs> I don't know. I walked away. So embarrassing, but you know, still, uh, I don't know. What happened? My words were just flooding my brain all at the same time. So I just shut it down. So it looked like I was probably hiding my life from them, even though I didn't want to. So uh, this is prob probably why I work the money space a lot and all the time, because I keep finding these things. Um, so we might call it money or wealth or accomplishment um, but either way, it's a cultivation of energy and you have to get into that energy and not be freaked out by what you find in your space. You want to know what's there. Um, you can worry about it, how it got there <laughs> outside of meditation. But in meditation, you want to look around and really know, like, 
what is happening if you have all this stuff hanging around parts of your body or a chakra area or maybe a layer of your aura? Like, what happened? Let's smooth that energy out. Let's create more space for yourself to be there in that space in your, let's say, a layer of your aura or a part of your body. Um, and you have perfect right to move all of that money energy around. You can change it every day if you want. Um, but we don't seem to do that. I think we start getting shy or like me, shut it down. We don't talk about it. Um, you know, it's just different people can hear different things at different times. There's sort of that going on too. Um, there's also a buildup of past lives, uh, energy as well. Um, and, you know, in different past lives and different eras, there were, you know, different types of currency used. Um, sometimes land animals or jewels can trigger, uh, some of the money stuff, um, depending if it signified wealth, um, or how well your family was doing. Um, there is, uh, family ancestral lines that can hide or show wealth. And we do have a show about the ancestral energy and you might've seen some of that, uh, in there. Um, but these old family ancestral lines that you know about today in present time, um, you can find where there's parts of your family that hide it or show it off, or maybe they pretend they have it when they don't. Um, and they're a big authority on everything, but they don't have a penny to their name. (laughs) And then there's also the royalty or other tribal affiliations that kick in and other probably cultural influences as well. So, they do all play a part, but you get a choice of how you want to work with that money energy. Um, there's also past life judgments on wealth and weight, for example. So if you were skinny, you were considered poor in some eras, uh, but not in every era. Um, and if you pile on the religious or past spiritual affiliations, whether you're eating meat or vegetables or soup or whatever, it all meant something. And so sometimes these energies come up to the surface this lifetime for us to move the energy around or let it go or use it. So um, that's what we're sort of looking for today in our treasure hunting. Uh, So a couple of other examples that I have about the past life stuff is that if you eat out at restaurants uh, and that's your thing and you enjoy it, it could be a past life thing. Um, and it might have to do with you hanging around the first restaurant that happened to be in Paris or something like that. That's just a little example. And maybe that made you really cool in society. Like you attained some type of notoriety because you were out. You weren't eating at home. Um, and uh, some of the things around coffee houses, too, are similar that way, where it was almost like a salon to go to a cafe. And there are even some today uh, where I live where it is considered like a, sort of a beatnik <laughs> cafe to go and share your thoughts and stuff. So it is still like a salon to this day. There are coffee houses like that. So it still, though, circulates back to money. So if you're struggling with wealth issues and you're eating out all the time, like, what is that? And should you not be able to have the freedom to handle this energetically? 
of course, but it might feel like you don't, like you just can't change it. And if you get that stop energy when we're looking at meditation, uh, we're going to keep uh, releasing energy as we do that. And in parts two and three, we'll get to some of this, the harder areas of where you can't move the energy out of the way. And what does that mean? Um, so uh, we're looking at kind of where you get into that grabbing at status or money or sort of that idea of having wealth and where you might be losing money or there's a behavior around, let's say, status, going to the restaurant, throwing around all this money. Um, but somehow you're losing money for the status of going to a restaurant, that type of thing. And that might seem really abstract, but like I said before, I'm trying to pick uh, examples that aren't too too wild um, without a lot of charge on them. So either way, it gets complicated really fast. And so the easiest thing to do is move the energy that's hanging around our space, just move it out of our space right away and see what it's like without all of these things. So we all know that money is a wave. It's just an energy like any other, but it can get out of our hands really quickly. And that's when we start the grabbing of the energy all over again, but we don't have to do that. So in this show, we'll, it'll be um, where we look at the money space um, to where we get the energy back into a cultivation of the energy and where we're just riding the wave. So we're going to surf our body space today. We're going to surf our energy centers. Um, we're going to concentrate on the seven energy centers, um, but also the hands and feet, because there's something about walking towards success um, and also that sort of handshake agreement type of stuff that happens with the hands um, and just anywhere you patted somebody on the back for a job well done, <laughs> that sort of thing. So the hands and the feet get involved quite a lot you know, without us thinking about them as being energy centers. So we'll use that too. Um, and then we'll look at the layers of the aura and you might be flying around your space for that. And that's okay. We'll start at the center of our head. Um, also at the top of the head, we're going to just use a color, a sky blue color to just sort of calm everything down. So on the outside of our space, it'll be this sky blue color. Top of our head, it'll be sky blue. And so we're setting the energy before we get into looking at an energy. And basically, we're just trying to uh, stay in a neutral state. And if you notice any pieces, pictures, energy that are like, oh, not doing that today, <laughs> that's okay. You can leave it there and we can come back to it. Um, in future shows. Uh, we can't do it all in one meditation, although I know there's many of us that would like to just get it all done all at once. Um, but as you know, energy doesn't work that way. And you do a little bit and a little bit and a little bit over time. So, all right. So I'll give you one last example. So um, as we look around our space, you might notice different pictures and energy that may not make sense in present time. So if you wanted, you know, a certain uh, material object, and let's say I wanted these sparkly gold leg warmers back from like the 80s, 
And I wanted those really bad. And for some reason, I never got them, which was probably a very big blessing. Uh, they might still be floating around in my aura uh, because it's something I wanted. And I wanted to keep a lookout for those sparkly gold leg warmers. <laughs> so it doesn't need to make sense in present time, but I think I can let that go. So what I would do is I would like take that energy, these little squiggles of leg warmers, wherever that is in my aura, or maybe they're hanging out over my shoulder. Uh, maybe it's in an energy center. And I would like release that into a rose that I'm going to put out in front of me. And I can either uh, let the rose dissolve once it's full of all of the lake warmers I ever wanted. Um, I can let it dissolve. I can uh, blow it up. I can release it back to the center of the earth. But basically, all the energy that we put into a rose will be going back into the center of the earth. And then we'll put out a new rose. So we'll use a column of light outside of our space, outside of our aura, and it will function as a like a recycling center. And we use the image of a rose. Uh, I was thinking of using more uh, material objects, but I think a rose is pretty neutral. Uh, it has something to do with uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, where this is used. Um, and it comes in a lot of different um, spiritual traditions where they use a rose for different reasons. So uh, you can imagine that after you get rid of one rose in meditation, we'll just create another rose and work on another piece of energy and let that energy go into that rose and disappear, blow up, release back to the center of the earth, however that works for you. So um, as a spirit, uh, we're going to start out uh, each piece of this by being in the center of our head. We'll let our earth and cosmic energy run um, and get that aura in very close to the body as we start to move energy around. You might notice that as a spirit, you're going to want to fly around your space to check things out, and that's okay. But just come back to the center of your head as like a, as a base, base camp. So just take another deep breath if you haven't already. And as we uh, take another deep breath, I'd like you to settle into that space behind your eyes. I'd like you to imagine just the sky blue energy on the outside of your aura and also on top of your head. It's just kind of showing everything in your space that we're being neutral right now. And for today's meditation, I'd like you to call in cosmic energy first. So this is energy coming in from the sun. And I'd like you to just have that start to pour in through the top of your crown chakra, through the sixth chakra center of the head. It's coming into the fifth chakra at the throat. Let it start to flow down the back channels of the spine. It's hitting the fourth chakra at the, the heart, third chakra at the solar plexus, second chakra just below the navel, 
in that first chakra at the base of the spine. You might notice some of that cosmic energy will flow down uh, the grounding cord, through the legs, through the arms. All right, so let's take the base of the spine and connect that to the center of the earth. You probably already did that already. You can imagine that grounding cord being a sky blue as well. And this grounding cord might be big, might be tiny, might look like a column of light, however that is for you. like you to just allow some of that earth energy to start to flow through the soles of the feet, through the legs, through the hips, and into that first chakra. It's going to mix with cosmic energy. It's making a nice looping action. And as it starts to bubble up the front of the spine... It's going to start to go over the shoulders, down the arms, and out the palms of the hands. It's going to start to flow through the fifth chakra at the throat. And continue on through the sixth and the seventh chakra. So as the earth and cosmic energy flow through your space... It starts to let you run your own energy. In a more profound and sort of marked way, you might notice some of the energy centers in the hands or the feet or the top of the head. They also kind of fountain out the energy. You might notice the aura or the layer of the aura that you have might be coming in very close to the body, about 12 feet above and below, 12 feet, 12 inches side to side, not 12 feet, 12 inches above, 12 inches below you. There we go. And then I'd like any of that, those aura layers you can ground into your own grounding cord. Uh, out in front of you I'd like you to just allow a little circle of light to appear out in front of you outside your aura I'd like that to be a little mini stage you can have a little rose start to form it might not be any particular color it might just be red might have a couple of leaves or not just let that rose sort of stay there for a moment and I'd like you to connect that rose to cosmic energy to the sun and also to the earth and just imagine that that rose is sort of held in a column of light of all its own great 
And just for practice, I'd like you to just let that rose out in front of you just dissolve or let it explode or let it release down to the center of the earth. And then I'd like you to make another one. And it can be on that same platform as before. Maybe this time the rose looks a little different. That's okay. Might be bigger or smaller, different color. And I'd like you to just release that rose as well. See what happens. Sometimes we have a flare for the dramatic and we want to see that rose explode. Or we want to see it, you know, zip down to the center of the earth. Or we want it to, you know, evaporate with the sound attached to it. So just notice your preference there. That's fine. So I'd like you to just sort of bring yourself back to the center of your head and that sixth chakra. When we work on ourselves like this, it is a little bit easier to be in the center of your head. But you might go in and out as we start to look at some of this other energy. So I'll ask a couple of questions or promote a couple of ideas and we're just sort of looking to where the energy lands in your space if you notice a charged area in your body or your chakras um, you can move whatever that is uh, outside your aura into that little stage and have the rose just sort of fill up with that energy the petals might get bigger the rose itself might get bigger that's fine and then we're just going to let that rose ground to the center of the earth and with that action it might dissolve or explode or whatever you're doing with it Uh, this area is outside of your aura and it's connected to the sun and to uh, the center of the earth just like you are But sometimes when we're releasing energy like this, that we don't really know what we're getting into, it's easier to have the energy flow outside of ourselves into another location and then back down to the center of the earth. So the first piece of this that we're going to look at uh, are where some of the risks are in your space. So there can be uh, risks with investments or with businesses Um, you know, some of that risk taking we do with jobs or with people, uh, any areas in your space where it has something to do with gambling or that type of energy, maybe really like bingo (laughs) and you lose your mind (laughs) over any of those games. Um, maybe you have a hard time or a very easy time walking through a casino or playing poker with friends at home, maybe any of that sort of gaming Uh, Energy is very easy. Uh, Video games count too in this. So any of those risks with your body, any kind of daredevil activity you might find yourself getting into, um, we're going to look at these types of energies uh, from a green sort of space. So you might see different energies around risks lighting up 
from a light green to a dark green, uh, all kinds in between. So the darkness or lightness aren't that significant, but just to show you that you might have a couple of things that are sort of piled on in different areas. So let's just take a deep breath and notice that you're starting from the space behind your eyes. And we're looking for that risk-taking type of energy that's all throughout your space. You might want to start with your body first. Maybe you're noticing different energy in your legs that are lighting up as green. Maybe your torso. Maybe your arms. Maybe around your head. And just sort of notice those spaces. And then let's take a look at uh, each of the bigger aura centers that we talk about. Let's look at the feet. Let's look at the hands. There might be running towards taking risks or running away from taking risks in that energy. They might light up as little green bubbles. Or they might be really pronounced. And let's look at that base of the spine chakra, that first chakra, just below the navel. The solar plexus seems to do a lot of risk-taking. Fourth chakra at the heart. Might notice some energy there. Uh, Fifth chakra at the throat. Sometimes we like to tell all of our tales of all the risks we took to climb that mountain or whatever. And then in the center of the head, this might be all the superstitious things we did around the risk-taking using that clairvoyance. And then uh, at the top of the head, the crown, this might be another area where we use that claircognizance, that all-knowing energy to sort of accomplish the risk-taking, whatever it is. So I'd like you to just imagine that rose out in front of you in that column of light. Maybe in this case, it's just a white rose out in front of you. And as you start to let these energies fly back into that rose, you might notice that rose turning green and getting bigger. Is any of the energy you're ready to let go of start to fill up that rose? Any places where you're still playing poker with people from five years ago, you can let that go. 
any leftover wishes from wishing you made that investment 10 years ago, you can let that go. Any other risks that are floating around your space, around jobs, taking a job, leaving a job. Making maybe a lateral move instead of getting a promotion and the risk taking that comes with that. So I like you to just let that rose get really, really big. You might notice little pieces of green energy, all different colors filling up that rose. I'd like you to just connect it to the center of the earth. I'd like you to release it down to the center of the earth. You might want to blow it up, let it dissolve. We're going to do this one more time. I'd like you to create another rose out in front of you. Maybe this time this is a little bit green, this rose. And I'd like you to just let any energy that is hanging around any of the chakras that is not in present time. As far as risks taken or not taken, I'd like you to let it just fill up that rose. Any energy around the head. Any energy in the layers of the aura. Any energy that's still hanging around any parts of the body, front and back, side to side. I get to just let that rose fill up again. All right, and just dissolve it, destroy it, let it release it back to the center of the earth. Okay. So now that we've done that, we've moved some energy out of the way. So now we're going to fill up some more. So above your head, I'd like you to invite in more cosmic energy from the sun. And I'd like you to call in a little more earth energy through those legs, through that first chakra. I'd like you to fill up your space a little bit more. Great. Okay, so the next energy we're looking at, uh, we're going to see this as a range of blue energy from light blue to dark blue. Um, we are looking at the energy of saving and anything having to do with will and inheritance. Sometimes uh, we hear about these stories of being kicked out of somebody's will or having an inheritance tax issue where you don't want to inherit anything because it seems like such a mess. So any of these sort of nebulous areas around savings, will, inheritance, maybe anything to do with the taxes. I'd like you to just see that as having to do with this blue energy. I'd like you to look at that space. We'll look first at the heart space first. And I'd like you to just look at any of that energy having to do with savings, wills, trusts, inheritances. 
Sometimes the energy of the grandmothers or the grandfathers might come in. We're just a little baby and everybody's praying for you. And they have all these grand ideas of what you're supposed to do with your life. Any of that energy, I'd like you to look at that from the heart chakra first. The heart as an organ in your body. See if there's any little bits of bits of blue that are flying around. You might want to check out the upper chakras, the fifth chakra at the throat, sixth chakra center of the head, seventh chakra top of the head. See if there's any of that blue energy hanging around there. Anything that sort of points to where where you fit in your family or in their wealth picture. Any places where you're keeping track of who has what or how much you have compared to someone else. Any of that energy that has to do with if you're on track for retirement. (laughs) It's like the weirdest. But it's either light blue, dark blue, somewhere in between blue, hanging around your space. It comes with a lot of expectation and confusion at the same time. And then I'd also like you to look at the solar plexus. The second chakra is below the navel. And that first chakra, which usually has a lot to do with survival, survival of the body. But the first three chakras actually do. So just notice if there's any other blue energies floating around the body space or the chakra space. Great. Might want to look at the legs and the knees and the hips. Sometimes some of the bigger uh, joints, some of the bigger bones have a lot of the agreements sort of buried in there. It's like an energetic tool belt. Great sort of notice that space. I'd like you to look at the layers of your aura for any of those little blue lights popping up. You might see pictures or energy or sort of these postcards of floating expectations that others have had for you. There's something about the energy of saving money that sort of comes with a lot of judgment and a lot of judgment of how well you'll do this lifetime. So just look for any of those pieces of energy, any areas where you notice like, oh, not going to do that right now. (laughs) That's okay. You can leave it there, but I'd like you to just say hello to where that energy is. Great. 
might also want to do one last look of where any of that energy might show up because you helped someone else with their situation. Any places where you've noticed just different pieces of energy around savings, wills, inheritance, dress that weren't even for you, but for someone else. I'd like you to just start to release that energy into that rose out in front of you. Any energy that's hanging around the aura, around the chakras, or your body space. And just let that rose fill up. And then I'd like you to just release it to the center of the earth. You can let it dissolve. You can let it blow it up, however you'd like to do that. We're going to do one more rose, another little blue rose out in front of you. And I'd like you to look for any books, painting, art, or anything else that could be handed down. Maybe jewelry. Some type of inventory. So I'd like you to just do another look around your space for any pictures and energy that look light blue, dark blue, somewhere in between, that have to do with books, or paintings, libraries, art, any other art pieces. Heirloom tomato seeds. That counts too. You might want to just let that release into the center, that rose out in front of you. Have the center of that rose start to fill up with any of those last bits of energy. And I'd like you to explode that rose, dissolve it, let it go back to the center of the earth. All right. So the last piece that we're going to get to today is uh, these past life wealth pictures. So we're going to see these as a range of purple. So out in front of you, I'd like you to just put up a lavender rose. As you look at your space, you might see light or dark purple, uh, little bits of energy floating around. We want to look at the upper back, the shoulders and the knees, ankles and feet for this. We want to look where there might be an absence of energy or any type of constriction. And what we're looking for here is any symbols of like land or ships or planes, large buildings. We want to look at any of those past life wealth pictures, and they may have to do with your family, or they may have to do with friends that you know this lifetime, that you might have known before. So I'd like you to just notice anywhere in your body where you might have sort of these big contraptions (laughs) hanging out, and they're like buildings. I mean, somebody had to make the Coliseum. Somebody had to build that. 
or pooled their money together with other Roman families. Somebody had to get that done. So there's these past life wealth pictures that flit around our space and they kind of talk to us as if either we haven't done enough, we need to do more. They put a lot of expectation and sort of heaviness on us. So I'd like you to look at any layers of your aura that have these little purple dots of light floating around. They might look like maps or writings about land, maybe symbols of countries that you have affinity for. And I'd also like you to look for any areas in your chakras that might have this as well. And it really could be any chakra. So any of that energy, I'd like you to just let it release from your space into that rose out in front of you. You might notice this happening all at once. And i like you to just blow up that rose. Release it back to the center of the earth, however you want to do that. So take another deep breath. And i like you to just call in a little more cosmic energy, a little more earth energy into your space. And for now, we've had the outside of our aura at this sort of sky blue energy. I'd like you to change it to gold for now. So for the rest of the day, just be in this energy of a gold energy on top of your head and a gold energy on the outside of your aura. You just want to give yourself a little bit of space to fill in with that cosmic or earth energy for the rest of the day and just sort of let your space settle and see what shows up in that money space. We'll do a couple more shows on this in the future. And up next, we have Venus Andrick and Summer McStrong. surfing the psychic waves with me today on inflowradio.com you can find me on twitter at christina surfing or find me surfing the psychic waves on soundcloud or on facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing this show is brought to you by inflowradio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.